self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am here to tell you that you can't be out here bleaching your hair twice in one go can't do it it's not healthy also known as calamity red all right well we are conversation con artists back for another fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and i can be found at red underscore calamity also we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show so if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation car artist at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation car artist and send it to us that way i think we got a letter we actually got this letter from colin um like week before, before. the mid-year review yeah but the mid-year review is its own little dynamic so had to hold it over to this week all right what's up y'all what's the title oh meat sensitivity oh jesus <laughs> you didn't know that when you asked what the title was i knew it was going to be something meat based i felt like but <sighs> meat based what's up y'all the conversation about the different gender identity human sexuality spectrum was really interesting for the purposes of annoying red, I'm calling that segment meat sensitivity because you need to be sensitive to the differences in meats. <laughs> LOL. Okay, Interestingly, I'm listening to this episode on Juneteenth, which is the same day that Mitch McConnell and is out in the news being racist and saying racist stuff. Par for the course. Yep. At any rate, I was wondering if we could get a few things for the next week's episode. Do y'all watch or pay attention to DeSus and Mero? Man, that show and their podcast give me life. Make me still feel connected in New York, which I do miss terribly. If you have a considerable amount of money saved up, start thinking about what to do with it. I'm pretty sure a recession is coming next year, thanks to Trump. Three, take your time when dating. I employ you. I'll send more if I think about it. It's DeSus and Mero. I don't know. I think it's DeSus. I was like, DeSus. You said DeSus. I think it's decent. I'm smart at what I'm smart at. <laughs> I've watched the show. I haven't heard their podcast. They're very funny. Um, I think they're funny. I mean, not. I haven't watched more than the one show, but not because they're not funny, because I just have trouble committing to shows. But I, I mean, the stuff I've heard from them is silly and funny, and you know. Yeah. They were on an episode of um, Patriot Act with. Uh, Hassan Minaj. I don't know if I said that right now. I mean, I'm smart at what I'm smart at. <laughs> English and pronouncing shit ain't ain't one of them. <laughs> um, and they were they were silly on there, but as um as a government name podcast and uh, nerd plate podcast can attest to, I don't I don't listen to nothing <laughs> outside of what I listen to. Now let me tell you what I listen to. I don't listen to our show after it was recorded. I was I'd be like, I was there. I was there. That's you mean, know, I was on the podcast for somebody else recently and I saw uh, them in the community and they said, Have you listened to the episode yet? I was like, I was there. <laughs> Why would I listen? I know what we talked about. Yeah. You know. I said it. <laughs> so don't listen to nothing I'm a part of. I don't watch that many TV shows and I don't listen to a lot of media. I don't. I listen to the music I like, which is the same 10 albums over and over and over again for like three years straight. I might add an album in, rotate an album out, but like years and years go by and it's like I've been listening to this thing for years and I recognize that 
on Spotify by when I added it as a playlist. I'd be like, oh, I've been listening to this for every day for like three years. <laughs> wow. I'm such a creature of habit. Um, I don't watch, I don't listen to like other podcasts or anything. I try, I don't finish. But most of the time when I'm at home, I'm like playing the game or doing something that take my auditory, you know, time. Or I'm in the car driving to my next destination, which is school. So I'm like in the car 30 minutes, out of the car 30 minutes. In the car 30 minutes, out of the car 45 minutes. So it's like if your podcast an hour and a half, I, when I get back in the car after a session, I might feel like listening to some music. Yep. You know, I don't want to get into no heavy topics. So I listen to your podcast and then I started listening to music after this session. And then I just then I just kept listening to music. Then the, the next thing I listen to is the YouTube videos. Mm. All right. I got a YouTube playlist called Singing Shows. Oh, my God. Why do you do that to yourself? They ain't they ain't all the touchy feeling ones. Oh, and the geez. ones that are, I already got it out my system. <laughs> I can watch Cody Lee now without, you know, getting choked up. Oh, Cody Lee. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I do. And so that Desus and Merrill, if uh, that's Desus and Merrill. I think that's how you say it. That's, you know, I'm not gonna sit down and listen or watch. Um, and if I do it'll be a one off yeah and like what I did I watched it and uh, it was good though like I just y'all understand like my TV if you come to my house I'm either watching King of the Hill and on point can attest to this it's either gonna be King of the Hill or some ID channel shit like that's as far as my every now and then I might throw some Daria in there if if I'm feeling nostalgic (laughs) but I don't I don't really watch like current shit i just don't it's just not who it's not an interest to me and i go down youtube rabbit holes with my youtube rabbit holes is not the uh singing shows though sometimes it can be i've gotten into these fucking list shows that list off like top 20 things that you didn't know about egypt or whatever and so i've been watching a shit ton of those um which is where i found out about the 26 apples because i was on youtube watching a list show about like Foods you didn't know that could kill you. So yeah, um, so yeah, is that all we have about Colin? I was going to say, look, I'm trying to be a better friend to uh, government name and nerd plate, but it's hard because this has been my like last nine year cycle of how I do stuff. Yeah, I never listened to a podcast. Until Red was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And yeah. then I, earlier I started, I was listening to our episodes. And then, that is, you know, I was there. <laughs> but that's ironic because I don't remember what I be saying a lot of the time. Me times. either. Listen, <laughs> we record sometimes on Saturday, sometimes on Sunday. I usually do the editing on Monday. It's hard as fuck for me to like, and sometimes I come up with the names for the episode. I'm like, what the fuck did we talk about? Like, when I leave here... <laughs> I don't remember what we talked about. Like it's like as soon as I step over the threshold, I'm just like, okay, well, we did that. And so when I when I'm having to think of what title or what part of the show to use for a movie title, I can't remember what the fuck we talked about a lot of times. Like I really don't remember sometimes. Yeah. So I don't I really don't remember. Like I be when I post the podcast and it's like tags, I be like <laughs> I don't remember. I just go listen to it a little bit and start skipping around and be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, 
you know, I don't know what that is, but just whatever. Creatures of habit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. He talked about Mitch McConnell, man. Man, we talked about him on the um, mid-year review, but fuck that nigga. <laughs> Did we talk about? We didn't talk about. Did we talk about what he said about? Yeah. Pretty much, Barack Obama was. Yes, he was reparations. See, I don't <laughs> remember what the fuck we be talking about. <laughs> yeah, we talked about how he said that. One, he said that we had a black president, so that's reparations enough. Two, he said that none of the people who would receive reparations are the ones that were slaves. Three, he said that the white people that would be giving out the reparations are not the people who had owned slaves. So he just feels like he just feels like it's not something that needs to be done. Just overall, fuck him. Mitch McConnell is a jackass, and I feel like there's a special place in hell for him when his old ass die. Also, hopefully, will be soon. I wish the decisions that I made in my life were such that so I would have a considerable amount of money saved up. But that is not the case. It's just not, you know, a big part of it is I was never educated about finances when I was growing up. Yeah. You know, Uh, the second one is I really haven't had big enough financial opportunities to or big enough uh, jobs or or finance, like things that I participated that gave back a big enough gain. But it don't have to. If you got the education to save, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't have that. So like me, I'm just waiting to slip slip in a, a grocery store <laughs> for the fault of the employees and they ain't have the wet sign up, shit have. You know, it ain't gonna be on purpose now. I ain't scamming <laughs> nobody, but I'm gonna get paid if I ha- if it happened to happen. You know how they be, the flow be looking in a way where it look like it's shiny and you yeah. can't quite tell if it's wet and then you got your full but see I ain't clumsy enough of that. I am. See, my thing is, if I get ready to fall, I totally am. I catch myself before I fall. I'm mean, like, damn, I fucked up my pace. Like, reflexes. I fell going up the stairs. <laughs> but that's the only time I've seen you fall. But that's not the only time I've fallen. <laughs> you mm. just hadn't seen it. <laughs> Your damn grandkids going to be. <laughs> Don't let grandma go down those stairs, y'all. She. This ain't how we want her to go. <laughs> this is not how we want grandmama to go. Falling down some damn steps. <laughs> I fell up the stairs, not down. Up. Well, I was walking up. <laughs> you got bigger barriers. <laughs> anyway, appreciate that letter, Colin. Always. Oh, Jesus. Um. So, I saw this and I wanted to see what you had to say about it. It's a situation. Uh-oh. Uh. Okay, so my coworker's boyfriend is going on a trip to Paris for two and a half weeks with his ex. And she feels like she can't tell him not to go because they planned it out before she was even in the picture. So she's letting him go. All right. What? Say that again. So my coworker's boyfriend is going on a trip to Paris for two and a half weeks with his ex. And she feels like she can't tell him not to go because they planned it out before she was even in the picture. So she's letting him go. I don't give a fuck if y'all had... That's like saying, well, you know, we was going to get married and we had planned out this honeymoon, but even though we we not getting married no more, you know, we still going to take this fucking... No! I don't give a fuck when y'all playing this. Y'all are not together anymore. I'm with you now. Huh? I think she should let him go. Why? I think she should let him go. Let his ass go. (laughs) 
It's over. It's done. We ain't doing this no more. Bye. Go with your ex. Do your thing. Have fun. Come back to nothing. That's what I think. She should let his ass go. Hell. Who? Like, ah, just. This must be a new relationship. It has to be. But even if it is, I don't give a fuck when y'all mate. You're not with her anymore. You really think that I'm finna be okay with you going off to fucking Paris for two and a half weeks with the bitch you just broke up with. And I'm supposed to just be like, have fun. Hope you got, like, what the fuck? No. That's your ex. You're not going to Paris for two and a half weeks with her. Period. Or you can go and stay. Don't fucking come back here. Don't hit me up. Don't talk to me. If that's what you want to do, because you grown, okay? You can make grown man decisions. And if your grown man decision is for you to take this trip, cool. My grown woman decision is for me to block your fucking ass and not talk to you no more. I wonder how long they've been in a relationship. I don't know. Because it's like, it's a certain amount of time you can hold out from saying we together if you know some stuff going on. Like if you know you got a trip coming up? Yeah. I mean, I know that's like, that's like the... uh scam equivalent in relationships it's kind of like okay i know i want to be with you but i don't want to not do this shit i'm gonna do over here so i'm, I'm gonna, gonna go ahead and wait to say we're in a relationship <laughs> now clearly you risk that woman saying okay he ain't he ain't about shit i'm going yes you know what i'm saying but why would he be like okay yeah i'm gonna be with you and then know that that trip coming up like that you know if you're smart <laughs> you know that's gonna be a conflict yes but so maybe this is just me i wouldn't even feel like like her saying she feels like she can't tell him to go because it was planned before her i don't give a good goddamn i'm here now okay so you going out of the country for two and a half weeks with your ex is not acceptable it just isn't i'm sorry no Mm -mm. it's not happening and i wouldn't feel no kind of way about it like i wouldn't feel like i can't say shit yes the fuck i can because if the shoe was on the other foot and I'm telling this nigga that I'm finna go off with old dude for two and a half weeks to Paris, that nigga would not be okay with that. At all. At all. Unless he was a fool. <laughs> so, like, no. Nope. I feel like if that was ever brought up to me, I would immediately be like, oh, shit. That is a coincidence. <laughs> because in a month, I have a trip with my ex that we planned <laughs> a year ago. Damn, what is the what are the odds? You know, and then see how they respond. Cause I ain't got no trip plan. I'm just trying to see if they got the same energy they want me to have <laughs> in this situation. Cause it's like when you break up with somebody, why would you still want to go on like a romantic trip with them if you're not still like if I break if we break up, even if it's an amicable breakup, I, that's just not some shit I'm gonna be interested in doing with you anymore. Like a Paris trip, you should have immediately been trying to get your fucking money back at the when that relationship. I'm gonna get the refund as much as I get back on these tickets, on on the hotel, whatever. Like you should have already have taken care of that shit. You just left it out there and y'all niggas just like, are we still gonna go though? Mm -mm. You can go again. You're a grown man. Do what you want to do. And I can do what I want to do. You might not like what I want to do <laughs> in that particular circumstance. Fuck out of here. You can't say nothing because it was planned before you. What? <laughs> when you decided to be in a relationship with that other person, that was utilizing something called commitment yep 
and any other commitments that you had for before that are null and void now. Yep. Um, but we have men in our society that want everything they want. Like they want their cake. They want to eat it too. Then they want to share it with their friends. Like they want all the. They want the cake. <laughs> they want some leftovers to put in the fridge. They don't want nobody else to have a slice if they don't want them. You know, it's so many things. <laughs> and I feel like this is a part of the category. I feel like he convinced her that this is what he finna do. And she was just like, okay. Shit. You make, you make a good point. I guess you did have it scheduled out before we got together. So <laughs> you paid the deposit. How much was it? Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> Two weeks? That's a long time. <laughs> Two weeks in Paris. You know that's a lot in of fucking Paris. money. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Hell no. Oh, why, the, why the fuck would you go on a two and a half? Like, that is too long. With an ex. For a trip with an ex. <laughs> The fuck, fuck do y'all do? What is what she work at? <laughs> what he work? What he do for two? How long did he save up for this trip? I wonder if he a dope boy. I don't know. Dope boys don't go to Paris. No, dope boys don't dope go, boys to go to Paris. Go to Atlanta <laughs> to re up, but they do other shit while they there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think dope boys out here taking trips to Paris. Yeah, he ain't a dope boy, but he got. Well, it's going to cost about $800, dollars to fly there and back. And then it's going to cost you, you about $150 a day to stay. And you're staying for two and a half weeks. And then you got to eat. That sounds like sites. a fucking... That, and again, to me, that sounds like a honeymoon. So were these niggas engaged <laughs> and they had like planned out this honeymoon and they like, now, well, we can't get the was, money back. How long was their relationship? I don't know. <laughs> that make a difference, man. Mm-mm. If you come to me and say, "Hey, I'm, you know, we plan this trip out and we're still gonna go," that's all I need for, to hear from you. The fact that you was okay with walking over here in my face talking this bullshit, like, all right, go ahead, okay. You shouldn't want to go places with your ex nope. like that either. <laughs> you shouldn't. I mean, even if y'all. Leave the relationship on the best terms that anybody has ever left the relationship on. It's still weird to spend you two and a half weeks in Paris. want to go. That is and, a very romantic trip. And not only should you not want to go, but you should want to go with somebody that you are in a relationship with. You really want to leave them behind? Like, that's garbage to me. Yeah. But, you know. Fuck that. Niggas is going to nig. Yeah. Bitch is going to bitch. Day. But yeah, that's what I got. All right. I wanted to uh, give a shout out to Michael, Michael. for uh, sending us some of his comedy that we got to check out. We do. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about none of the jokes or anything. Okay. That's his pri- private, personal stuff. Um, but when you make a name for yourself and you're on a really, really big stage, <laughs> you know. I expect you to tell the world that you listen to Conversation Con Artist Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and just make sure that they know that we are ratchet. <laughs> we use profanity. We use uh, problematic racist words we like do. the N-word. We do. Uh, and we're so deeply Southern that half of the audience is not going to understand what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> like the people who came to your house who didn't understand what the hell we was talking about. Um. But, you know, congratulations. I hope you uh, oh, no. 
Uh, make it to the Edinburgh. Wait a minute. You said it was pronounced on Edinburgh. It's, it sounds look like it's about Edinburgh, but he said it's Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh my god. I hope you make it to that. No. Thanks for sending us the info uh the uh video. Yay. Okay. Well, if you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, and send it to us that way. Um, Let's see. Where do I want to? I'm going to talk about something first. Okay. I'm going to get this out of the way. All right. Democratic debate. Okay. Didn't watch either one of them shits. Why not? I just couldn't. I streamed. I just didn't want to, to be honest. Like, I just... It's been nice to be out of, like, the politics and shit and not have to... And so, like, getting back into it is just like, uh... Time is... The time has come. I know, but... Uh, the time has come. Not ready. I'm just gonna give some highlights. All right. First off, there's somebody in the debate uh, named Marianne Williamson. She's an author, apparently. Author. I said Arthur, but I think that's how I say author. <laughs> she. I don't know how the hell she got here. <laughs> I don't know why she is on. I don't know why she is on this platform. I don't like everything she was saying sounded like a monologue from one of her books. Oh, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? She was like, uh, a woman in, ah, I forgot the, the country. But she was there. She told me that this is the best country for a young girl to grow, a young child to grow up. And she said, well, you're on, sister girl, because I'm going to make America the best place a child can ever grow up. And I'm like, God. what? Jesus. Now, let me, let me give you some of her tweets. Okay. And I want you to understand that she was up there <laughs> with Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And okay. Your body is merely your space station from whence you beam your love to the universe. Don't just relate to the station. Relate to the beams. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is this is Marianne Williamson, okay? She's an author. She writes for a living. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. To me, it means she took some fucking shrooms or something. Don't relate to the spatial to the station. Relate to the beams, <laughs> girl. No, Marianne. Humanity needs a mental shower. We need to wash off all prejudices of the 20th century and stand naked beneath the waters of eternal truths. <laughs> you are fucking making this up. No, I am not. This is her Twitter account, and she was in the American fucking presidential Democrat debates. I am not making this shit up. Stand naked under the waters of truth. The, the way to get over someone having broken your heart is to visualize yourself pouring buckets of divine love all over them. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Last one. God is big. Swine flu is small. See every cell of your body filled with divine light. Pour God's love on our immune systems. Truth protects. <laughs> she was in the shit? American presidential Democrat debates. What kind of hippie ass shit? 
Who let her out? <laughs> Who let her high ass out to come she to the damn debate? Smoke weed with them tweets. She smoked weed. She smoked hella weed. And you ain't gonna be able to tell me she don't. All right. So there's other moments from the Democrat debates, right? The first night went off, you know, without a hitch. They had some microphone issues, but you know, Elizabeth Warren kind of did her thing. Julian Castro did his thing. You know, he let the world know who he is. Uh, and that's pretty much the first night, you know. Uh, the second night is when shit got a little bit tense. Uh, oh, the first night had Cory Booker on it, too. Wait a minute. Is Cory Booker the one everybody no, thinks No, Cory Booker was on the second night. Is he the one everybody thinks is gay? Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't know if everybody thinks he's gay. Yes, because when he came out talking about he was dating Rosario Dawson, everybody was like, really, nigga? Are you? I wonder if he'd still date mm. her. <laughs> or if they just meet up with each other for a photo op. Uh, I mean, uh, my money would be on the ladder, not the former. Listen, man, I, you know, I'm just going to say, this is all I want to say. If you are a, uh, if you're trying to get into voting, this is just, this will be something to take you, some breadcrumbs to take you. First night, Bill de Blasio, Tim Ryan, Julian Castro, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, Amy Klobuchar, Tulsi Gabbard, Jay Inslee, and John Delaney. Most of these are scrubs. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, she did her thing. I like her, so clearly I'm biased. Beto and Corey, they was trying to speak Spanish. I don't know. Trying to speak Spanish? Well, they spoke Spanish. Okay. They spoke Spanish very well. I just okay. don't know why. Uh, clearly, there is a Latino population, but it's like, how much Spanish do you really speak? Like, can you understand a Spanish family coming up to you speaking Spanish? Probably not. You know, I, so why would you do that? So, I mean, so whoever you like is whoever you like. This night, Tulsi Gabbard is a, uh, she's, she's active military, I think, and she has a military record. For some reason, the conservatives really like her as a Democratic candidate. That's why. Because she wants America out of the Middle East. So, like, she's adamant about that. She wants America to leave the fucking Middle East, period. And that's a big part of her platform. She's like, we need to get rid of all of the regime shit. We don't need to be involved in none of that shit. Um, now, I don't know why, but she has military experience, so her experience would dictate one. But it gives me pause that the conservative people like her because yeah. a part of me thinks that them liking her is a way to get a whole bunch of moderate Democrats to like her because they don't really believe she can win. So I think it is like a, a, you know, sneak diss. Yeah. Really, it ain't really. They like her. It's just like if we can get her to be the front runner, she's gonna lose because nothing she did made me say, "Wow." But for conservatives, they all out here. Yeah. I really think like Republicans and conservatives, they get an email in the morning that tell them what they supposed to like today. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, yes. Um, don't say white supremacy anymore. Say, you know, white nationalist. That's okay. Uh, like, I think they got an email to just have all the shit they supposed to not be saying no more. The new shit they supposed to be saying and new ways to, to protect Trump and defend shit that he do. I feel like that. But first night, eh, uh, Bill de Blasio kept trying to get, you know, jump out there and just say shit, you know. And the thing is, like, when you watch the debate, it's people on the ends to the inside. The inside clearly are the most popular candidates the scrubs are on the outside 
If you're on the outside, they don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> and they weren't giving the scrubs no talking time. And at a certain point, they try to jump in and they'd be like, well, hold on, we trying to run a we're trying to run a healthy debate. We'll get back to you. We'll give you time to speak. They never gave him time to speak. <laughs> that was so disrespectful. Oh. Not on the topics they was trying to speak on. They'll come out and ask them, you know, they'll ask Elizabeth Warren, so what is your plan to take over the banks and do, you know, better shit for the country? And then they'll come and ask Bill de Blasio, so do you know why the sky's blue? <laughs> He'd be like, why y'all ask me the question y'all was asking me, motherfuckers? <laughs> um, but they hadn't been on the camera. So night two is when, like, you saw some of the tension rise. So, first off, they ask a question about um, they ask, Kamala Harris is the only black person on night two. You got Kamala Harris and then you got Andrew Yang. He's Asian and Kamala Harris is white. And then you got other people of other different. Kamala it, Harris is white. Um, black. <laughs> well, hold on. She is half Jamaican, half Indian. We'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, Michael Bennett and Bernie Sanders uh, have a Jewish heritage. Just, But it was a question that they asked that regarded race for some reason. And they didn't ask Kamala Harris. And so um, whoever answered it answered it. And they was going to go to the next question. And she said, um, excuse me, I'm black. <laughs> Why you ain't asking me? Um, and that's brought up a whole campaign that we're going to talk about later. Uh the next moment was she called out Joe Biden on his record because the issue with Joe Biden is he been in the Senate too long. Mm-hmm. That's that was that's gonna be his harshness. The shit that he had to deal with early in his career is coming back to bite him in his ass. So he supported busing policy to give states rights to determine whether busing should happen. Now he's not racist. She said, "I don't think you're racist." But about two weeks ago, he praised some senators. She said he praised them. He said he didn't, but he pretty much gave a shout out to some senators that he worked with to reduce, you know, to change busing policy. Mm -hmm. These two senators didn't want black and white people to be on the same buses, period. They didn't want black people's shit. They didn't want shit. Mm. So he's kind of giving them props because they came down a little bit off their racism to at least allow states to determine who buses. Mm. Kamala Harris's position is that, no, you should have always been advocating for the federal government to determine that everybody got to, you know, provide busing for everybody equally. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't, he got mad after that. He handled the rest of the, like he was flustered the rest of the debate. Uh, Bernie Sanders don't like answering questions he don't want to answer. <laughs> and it's very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Pete, Mayor Pete gave like the best responses and the best answers for every damn thing. Mayor Pete is cool. I like him. Uh, Andrew Yang, I liked him, but he fucked up during the debate. He just wasn't giving the right answers. And then after the debate, he claimed that they cut his mic a couple of times for some reason. Which, you know, they say we cut nobody mic. Same thing for Tulsi Gabbard. She said that clearly the debate was biased. Yes, it's the bias. Your ass ain't campaigning well enough. It's biased to people who have done good enough in the polls that people want to hear what the fuck they got to say. They don't want to hear you if you ain't did shit. <laughs> I don't even know what race Tulsi Gabbard is. She look white, but she might not be. Tulsi Gabbard? I don't know. G-A-B-B-A-R-D. 
Anyway, I just, you just wanted to speak on that, man. Y'all, it's this time. It's time for y'all to be getting into the fucking politics because Trump can have another four years or he cannot have another four years. This shit, it evolves every single day. New people come out. New ideas come out. Y'all need to keep up with this shit. Y'all don't got to watch the debates because the debates was a fucking waste of four hours worth of shit you could have read in like 45 minutes if you just would have went down and read what these candidates believe in. But don't don't worry about the candidates. You know, worry about what's important to you. When it comes to our national security, if that's what's important to you, what do you want to do? If it comes to health care, what do you want to do? If it comes to education, think about what you think change, where change needs to be in, in what you think. Like, don't let these candidates convince you that you need to be following them. Research some positions and find out what the fuck you value. And then find out which candidate has the most overlap of what you want to happen and then support that person don't really matter what what else going on but go ahead that's another issue um so my who i was at the beginning of the show about you know not bleaching your hair listen there's a it was a video that went viral this week and i just want to talk about hair for a second okay um so the lady apparently had uh, relaxed hair so that's already one chemical process and then she bleached over her relaxed hair twice <laughs> in close succession you cannot do that so then when she was trying to like comb the bleach through her hair hair just <laughs> coming out in patches <laughs> and she was doing this shit on live <laughs> uh so let me just say this listen <laughs> definitely if you got relaxed hair you can't just be putting all of these chemicals in your head like that and think ain't no ain't no shit gonna happen. Hair is is pretty strong, uh, but it's also can be very brittle. And relaxing your hair in and of itself, it changes the dynamic of your hair. And so bleaching it already is gonna be like an iffy process. Doing it twice, and I get it. Listen, if you're going for platinum blonde hair, you're not gonna get that first time out. You just ain't. You're not. Usually, if you got black hair and you bleach it, and you, the first time it's going to be like this orange, probably brassy ass color, and you do have to bleach it again, but you don't bleach it the same goddamn day. Don't do that. <laughs> not a good idea. Okay? Because what's going to happen is your hair <laughs> It's not going to be blonde or any other color. It's just going to be bald. What happened after that? Like, does anybody have any follow up, any pictures or anything? She just shaved all the hair. She's bald now. Damn. Cause it wasn't nothing How else she, she could do. Do it work? Me, and her hair was already short, so she had a shortcut anyway. It was she had one of them, you know. They, they, you know how people dye their hair like blonde or whatever, and it's just like a real short haircut that just be molded to their head. Mm. It was already that, so she didn't lose a ton of hair because she didn't have a ton of hair to begin with. But like watching her take that comb and comb a whole patch of hair out of her head, I was like, oh shit. And that goes for you if you natural too. Just because you natural does not mean that you cannot have your hair fucking fall. And I say this to somebody that ble I've bleached my hair before. I don't bleach it anymore. And really, probably only the very tips of my hair at this point are bleached because I've been cutting on my hair and all kind of shit. But listen, you know, you got to... So what I would say do, if you bleach your hair the first time and you don't get the color that you want, use a toner to get it to not be so brassy and wait... <laughs> <laughs> and then do it again to get it to the color that you want. But unless you go to a salon, you are not going to get platinum hair first time out the gate. It just ain't going to happen. 
it just ain't gonna happen that's just not it ain't gonna lift the color enough that first time but that don't mean that you go right behind that shit <laughs> and bleach your goddamn hair again like uh and she just looked so horrified when she was like <laughs> combing pieces of hair out i can't imagine it's like that have you seen what love got to do with it no what Mm-mm. wait you've never seen what's love got to do with it nope why have you not watched what's love got to do with it because when i was supposed to be watching all this shit my mom was taking our ass to church and making us damn sing <laughs> that's why hell i ain't watch a lot of shit and i ain't listen to a lot of music i should have and now i'm grown and don't like watching shit to but watch it's it the tina turner story i know <laughs> i ain't well, give a fuck about tina turner <laughs> a good movie all it, i know is it fucked up lawrence fishburne it career. fucking did because he played that role too well listen my mama lo- boys in the hood lawrence fishburne uh what was it furious his name his character was named furious and uh boys in the- my mama thought he was the sexiest thing ever loved him she watched what's love got to do with it one time fucked her all the way up couldn't stand him because he played he played the character of like way too well for her yeah but there's so much shit I have to go back and watch. I just recently saw Vampire in Brooklyn. Nigga. <laughs> that weird ass movie. It's a weird it ain't the greatest. Like that ain't even a movie that <laughs> like it's it's eh. let me t- it is a weird movie. I watched that movie and what's the black dude name that being all of them? Kadeem Harrison. Not him. I know him. Who? The dude from Jason's lyric too. Oh currently had a nigga that playing all the old nigga. ass movies. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I can't think of his name. His real name but yeah i know you're talking about what about him the whole movie he can play weak and at the end he turned into bruce lee <laughs> if y'all if y'all watch that movie again if you know what the hell i'm talking about i know cole jackson know what the hell i'm talking about yes. yeah i'm sure this man at the end he just pulled out some luke kane kicks and shit <laughs> like well you know that kick where luke kane fly straight across the yeah neck? he did oh, that yeah, shit to the vampire yeah. i was like what the heck where this shit come from yeah he could have been whooping ass this whole movie hadn't seen it in a while but yeah i remember that yeah chasing up after angela bassett <laughs> well angela anyway. bassett is also in what love got to do with it and there's a scene so apparently tina turner wore wigs all the time okay the reason why she started wearing wigs is because when they were first starting out, she decided that she was going to, you know, dye her hair blonde and have some, you know, blonde hair. Well, the girl, they went to a shop. Girl did her hair, put the, the um, bleach in there, left it in there for too long. <laughs> so when she, like, set her back and started washing the the bleach out, her hair just was <laughs> just falling into the drain. <laughs> Like just coming off a fucking head. So because she was a performer, that she just had to wear a wig that you know to cover up the fact that this lady fucked her hair, and the wigs just kind of became part of the performance. But bleach will fuck your shit up, okay? And I get it. Again, my hair is as red as it is because I bleached it. Like that was you know the beginning of me being redheaded was me bleaching my hair using a red rinse over it because the lighter your hair is the brighter the rinse will be so i get it i get the need the want but you got to be careful doing that shit so what will send what would um take you to a uh a stylist like is that uh like when you when you slip in walmart and get paid and you got disposable income and don't want to do your own hair you're gonna go to a stylist and 
just sit in the chair, let them wash it, rinse it, style it, do whatever you ask them to do of it? Probably not. Because, like, I don't Like, even... so you plan on doing your hair forever. Like, when you get married, like, yeah. you're going to do your hair. You're not going to yeah. let a professional do your hair. So, I don't even think right now I don't go because of a money issue i think i go i don't go because i fucking hate it <laughs> so my last experience before i went natural getting going and get my hair done i was there from 10 o'clock in the morning to like seven the fucking clock at night like it was it was it's the most ridiculous shit like they overbooked, double booked themselves. And so you'll just be sitting in the back because she got to get started on this person's head, that person's head, before she can even come back and finish your shit. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that waiting, I hate. I hate it so much. So, unless I was going to do something, and I would not braid my own hair, but I hadn't had braids in years. But if I was going to do something like braids or get faux locks, which is something I kind of wanted to try, like faux locks, then I would have to go somewhere and get that done. But as far as like regular shit to my hair and washing it, dyeing it, any of that shit I can do at home, I just prefer to do that shit myself. Cause I feel like it's quicker. Now, the thicker and longer that my hair gets, the more of a pain in the ass it is. And that's why I don't really straighten my hair much <laughs> cause it takes too much time. But I just hate waiting. Like, and I know y'all have to wait in like barbershops, like it's a. But I feel like in beauty salon, it's just you all day. Like you gotta dedicate a whole fucking Saturday to getting your hair done, even if it's a simple ass style, because they overbooked themselves. And I just that shit drove me crazy. That day that I, and the reason why it was seven o'clock is because one of the other workers came in. <laughs> She had a grievance. Instead of this motherfucker being like, you know, this is a place of business. I got customers come back after I was a real talk. They had a whole little come to Jesus meeting in the middle of her doing my goddamn <laughs> And I could hit them in there arguing about she felt like they she wasn't giving her enough clients and blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there like, bitch, I got things to do. What the fuck? Like, I don't want to sit here while you hash out some shit with your employees. So... Yeah, I, I just don't like the wait. It's not even about, like, spending money. So, yeah, whoever married me, you're going to save money on hair shit because I'm going to – I mean, other than, like, me buying products and buying hair dye myself, but, like, you're not going to have to pay for me to go get my shit done because I don't. But that being said, if you're going to do your own hair, you need to make sure you do that shit right. Don't be out here bald. Now, it's one thing if you cut your hair and you want... It's, some women look beautiful bald. I, my head looked like an egg, so I could not ever be completely bald. It would not be a good look. <laughs> if you are not somebody who can pull that look off, don't be out here double bleaching your fucking hair. That shit gonna fall out. It's not meant to do that. <laughs> it weakens your hair. Already. The process of bleaching and relaxing your it weakens your hair. I already told y'all why I don't like chemicals. Cause I had my whole Nair back situation. What happened with Nair? Then I tell you, I told you about that. I said it on the show, I think, about Ooh. me trying to. I didn't have a tool to shave my back because mm -hmm. my back is hairy, and so I used Nair. But it ain't really no realistic way to put Nair on your back yourself. <laughs> so I unscrewed the plunger. The bathroom, the plunger, I unscrewed it. You know, I had one with a stick on it where uh -huh. you can unscrew it. And I put a sock on it, and I put the nair on the sock, and then I plotted on my back like that. But I didn't do anything to keep the sock on the stick. 
You know, which, I, uh, you know, if you're going to be smart about it, you got to get some tape. Yeah. Wrap it around the sock. I didn't do that. I was like, I just wipe it from side to side. Shit didn't work. Sock fell into the bathtub. And I had chemicals on my back now. You know, it's time sensitive. And then my hair is so thick that the water wasn't really washing the nair off <laughs> like it's supposed to. It was a whole situation. <laughs> I never use a chemical for hair related reasons again. Nair works really well. If you had had somebody to put it on there the correct way and mm-hmm. let it sit, it would have worked beautifully. I was not at a point in my life where I, you don't have people to do that for you. You don't. The only people who can do that for you are people you pay and people you love. <laughs> I, had, I had neither one of them available at the moment. And if yes. it was somebody I love, I don't think I would ask them unless they had a problem. Like, I wouldn't do that shit if, if the person I'm with don't have a problem with it. Like, okay. You know? But once you do it, if you do it regularly, like the first time would be the worst time. It wouldn't be so bad after that if you had like a system and you just kept doing it. Yeah. That didn't work <laughs> out. Bad experience not doing it again. <laughs> Fucking there. Yeah. That was, uh, that was my unfortunate experience. I was going to ask, what do you do? What do you do when somebody fuck up your hair to the like highest degree? Like a part of me want to know if that if that hairstylist is still lived, you know? Yeah, it's like, a lot. Because it as soon as she went home and said, Ike, look at my head. We got to get some wigs. He was like, which shop? <laughs> I feel like he went down there and cut, cut her up and threw in the dumpster. He didn't trying know. to fuck up the career. Well, so the way the movie showed it was that he didn't see her before they went on stage. So like he out there, you know, because he just back in the background playing he just bass. Thought that was her hair. No, he didn't think it was her hair, but like they all came, all of the dancers and her had wigs though. So they all came out, and he was kind of just like the fuck, <laughs> like he didn't know. And they had to explain it to him after the performance, but he was like he liked it. He was like, we're gonna keep this in the show. You know, you can change it up, switch it up, do different hairstyles. I wonder what, but I wonder what you do. That I was gonna ask you if you were ever gonna go to a stylist one day and they fucked I your had, hair royally. I, so do you just like go home and cry? <laughs> do you fight? <laughs> I mean, can you really? There's not a lot. This ain't lawsuits stuff. Like I guess it's you can go put a one stuff. on Facebook. Ah, this bitch got me bald. Yeah. I can't do nothing about it, but here goes a one star. Don't go to her. She yeah, leave that's bleaching your hair too pretty long. Pretty much what you could do. Like so, I when I was when I get my when I was getting my hair um still relaxed um I and Rihanna came out with that. She had that that asymmetric like it was long on this side and short on this side, short in the back, but she had this swoop in the front. I went to the person I was going to get my hair done to get that cut. I wanted that cut. I wanted a little bit of, uh, like a, a couple of little blonde highlights in my swoop. And, you know, it kind of one of those, uh, what I asked for, what I got, if I had put them in the <laughs> he didn't do the cut right. And this is a male, uh, male stylist. Didn't do the cut right. The blonde looked green. It was not a good look. Um, and it's not really anything you can do because he did provide the service. It was shitty and it wasn't what I was going for. I can tell he was trying to do what I asked. It just didn't work out. But you, you, ain't nothing you could do about it. Yeah. 
Okay. I mean, you can get the fight in there if you want to, but then your ass gonna get arrested, and you still Guess got a fucked right. up hack style. Like that ain't gonna change the fact Guess that you're you a man to get your lineup pushed back. It ain't nothing you can do but have a pushback lineup. I mean, what you gonna do? You can whip his ass, but your hair still gonna look fucked up till your hair grow back. It's just what it is. Vulnerable position. <laughs> it is. Which is an- if I fuck my own hair, I can I can deal with that. If you fuck my hair, it's problematic. And so. I literally have not been in a shop to have my hair done. I think I went and let somebody trim my ends since I've been natural, like maybe once. But outside of that, I don't even remember the last time I was in a shop. I, if it's something I want to do, I'm going to figure out how to do it. I want it really red hair, figured out how to do that shit. I wanted my hair to be super straight, I figured out how to do that shit on my own. It take a while, but... It to me, I'm not wasting time in somebody's fucking shop to pay them, and I gotta be here all goddamn day. And she didn't give me no um fucking discount, bitch. I had to sit in here and listen to you and your employee go back and forth. The least you could have did was took some shit off of this style, hell. But she didn't. So that was last time she saw my ass too. <laughs> Never went back. Damn. Went natural shortly after that. So. Well, no, and I cut all my hair off, so it wasn't nobody to one shit nobody could do. I didn't have enough hair. So I was talking about the Democrat debate stuff, and I said that it was, you know, Kamala Harris mentioning that she was black and that she was the best person to answer that particular question about race. Uh, campaign came out regarding her not being black, and it was basically. A bunch of white people, trolls. Uh, actually, it not- was traced back to one dude's account. And he was using bots to reformulate the same message over a bunch of different Twitter accounts. Oh, okay. That were basically saying uh, uh, shit like... Now, so they got pictures of black people in the, in the, uh, in the thing... Uh, I guess they could be black. I guess they could be one of those black people. I'm just assuming that they weren't are not black. Um, but it was saying Kamala Harris is not an American black. She is half Indian and half Jamaican. First off, a black person wouldn't say an American black like that in my head. <laughs> no. I'm so sick of people robbing American blacks like oh myself. Oh, my God. Nobody would do that. Who calls themselves that? <laughs> Of our history is disgusting. Now using it for debate time at debate too. These are my people, not her people. Girl. Freaking disgusting. Right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a troll. <laughs> I don't think they understand what blackness in America is. <laughs> um, American black. <laughs> black ain't a color. <laughs> Wait, black is a color. Uh, black is not a race. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but in America... The color black is what really impacted people's existences here. So if you had some kind of Caribbean or African heritage inside of you in America, you had the black experience. Yep, because you're brown. Ain't no different. When it comes to racism, ain't no fucking difference between American black, if that's what you want to say, <laughs> and any other Jamaican group that Indian, has yeah. black in their heritage nothing and the reason i know this ain't a black person or is one of those black people you know is American that they would understand that yeah they acting like half jamaican ain't black black american black if you was born in america and you got any black heritage in you you american black that's why they had the one drop rule yep. that's why they had the um, paper bag test 
That's why they had the pencil test. That's why they had all these tests to determine if you had the qualities um, of that. Part of me, you know, the racist part of me, I guess, wants would like for. I wish she had a black husband, I guess, or I wish that the black woman who would potentially become our president was married to a black man. But, you know, it is what it is. I like black. That don't mean I don't like white, but I like black. But when I was talking about that, I was mentioning that. So, like, that little, uh, those little campaigns that they had to, like, uh, impact the, our perception on Barack Obama, mm-hmm. they're doing the same shit for Kamala Harris now. So, and and this ain't the first one. It's going to keep coming. This was the birther. This, like, this was the essence of the birther movement. You know, somebody tried to invalidate one person's perspective Um for other people to look at it and call it, oh, you a fraud. They do it every time. They did it with Hillary Clinton. They did it with Barack Obama. It didn't work with Barack Obama because he had a lot of redeeming qualities from the bullshit Hillary Clinton did not. But, uh, yeah. Watch out for that shit moving forward, y'all. They're going to keep doing it. It could be Russia, too. Could be Russia doing this shit. It could be. This is how Russia impact. Like, Russia understand our racism better than white people in America do. <laughs> they knew how to target that shit to disjoint this motherfucker. It's crazy. That's how you know white people. It ain't that they don't understand it. They just deeply in denial about the shit. So, and white people, white people, in um, there was a viral story that was going around. So this white lady saw this black young man, young worker at a McDonald's sleeping in the back of the store at the back of the restaurant in one of the booths and took a picture of him and posted it on her social media and said this just another reason for me to leave Fayetteville I was in the McDonald's in the middle of town and saw this guy sleeping in the booth I go tell an employee that someone is asleep in their booth and her response was oh yeah we know he he it's okay and I said not really but whatever with an angry face now what ended up happening is that this employee was actually homeless and he was sleeping in between the two his two shifts because he was trying to get enough money together um, to get him and his son off the street. Um, Simon Childs is 21 years old. And um, since then, the community collected donations for Simon and his child. And now he got a new car and a new job but of course because people got in her ass and it didn't get the response that she thought she was gonna get she like went and got the news crew to find him and did a whole fucking thing where she was crying on tv and hugged him and was apologizing and it's like bitch (laughs) like you're only sorry because this didn't go the way you thought it was gonna go if everybody had been like you're right that's ridiculous that's terrible get out of Fayetteville fuck McDonald's like it'd have been fine you're apologizing because you found out that people didn't agree with you and they felt like you were an asshole because you were being an asshole and now you want to get on TV on TV and apologize and some people were saying well she embarrassed him publicly so she should have apologized publicly but the public apology just gave her the opportunity to cry them white women tears and oh my god I'm just so sorry and I just want to make sure that I can help any way that I can it's just like okay all right 
Are you sorry though? I was irritated by the story. And the main thing is, regardless of what happened, like that's how by the majority of white people or the I won't say the majority of white people, but the white people that think they ain't racist, they do stuff like look at that moment and they see a black man and they assume the worst. Yes. You know, I mean, he was homeless technically and working though. What I'm saying, he was homeless technically, but when she looked at him, she thought of the other kind of homeless. Yeah. She thought of the homeless that's just mooching off society and just sleeping in like she could have. And it, apparently she had an exchange with the employees once she told them and they said, it's so that's okay. Yeah. You know, so, and, and it's still until I guess the Facebook campaign, cause she's still even knowing the situation, I guess, and knowing that the, the employees thought it was okay. She still took that picture, went and home and posted it. And said that the employee said it was okay. It's and like, she didn't think it was okay. It's like in their movies when, um, in their movies when somebody trying to hide their, their luxurious identity and everybody treat them like shit until it's found out that they worth something. Mm-hmm. Then they be like, oh, no, it's, I was never mean to you. <laughs> I was just trying to show you what the worst of America look like. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, coming to America. Yeah. You know, like, McDowell, the daddy. Oh, yeah. He got, when I say he got his own money, <laughs> he got his own money. He read it in. Exactly. Like. <laughs> but before that, he was like, this damn boy with this mop, what the fuck you like him for? <laughs> it's like, okay, but he turned, tight ties turned real quick. But in that instance, it was because he had shit. In this instance, it was because well, she's probably getting roasted on Facebook yes. and she saw the whole community coming to his aid. Yep. And she probably want to, you know, a white lady in this instance would probably say something like, well, you know, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have gotten none of this attention. <laughs> It was you, it was, it's me it's me i did this for you shut up just stop existing <laughs> i don't wish you to die just go wherever everybody went when thanos snapped <laughs> just do that it's just irritating you know he doing what they say to do you know what i'm saying like he got a job he working multiple shifts to the point where he just taking little naps in between the fucking shifts because he trying to get as much money as he can so he could do better for himself. And you take a picture and post it on social media trying to fucking embarrass him. Instead, your ass got embarrassed because you look like a cold-hearted bitch out here in these streets. Now you want to cry and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, girl, bye. Because you're not sorry. Because again, you wouldn't have felt no kind of way about this had the community not rallied around him. You'd have still been... Talking your shit on Facebook, Twitter, wherever the fuck it is you posted that goddamn picture. And she probably had her little uh, support group. She did. I'm oh sure. my God, which McDonald's is that? I'm not going back <laughs> to that one. Oh no, I can get my morning coffee from somewhere else. <laughs> that's probably that's probably how that went. And she was like, felt vindicated afterwards. Yeah, my friends ain't going to that Walmart no more. Got people sleeping on the bench. <laughs> But see, we had a break room at our McDonald's that we would have been able to sleep in. Like, I'm trying to figure out what was going on in the break room that he couldn't be in the break room. Because mm. that man was outside on the bench with a cover. He was. It looked like in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, my managers would not have went for that shit. <laughs> not when I worked at McDonald's. I worked at two different McDonald's. My managers would not, none of them would have went for that shit. Mm. Too many white people came in at McDonald's. <laughs> 
<laughs> Auburn, Auburn University, McDonald's. Oh hell no! In uh, Valley, Alabama, there's oh, too many white people that came in there. Very Our managers close. were not about to let us do mm-hmm. that. It was a whole bunch of racist white people that came in there. They it's used to come Auburn. in there and drop. <laughs> They used to come in there and like they would not touch a black person's hand, so they would drop their change on the I counter for their coffee. I can't stand that shit. That's one of the things I hated about working in retail. Do not fucking put my the money on the counter unless you want me to put your change on the counter when I hand it back to you. Don't put money on the counter in front of me because you don't want to touch my goddamn hand. Oh, I hated that. Woo, that just. Oof. I hated that. I hated that so much. Because then I'm wrong if I just put your change on the goddamn counter. Now you're going to be like, she didn't even put my my change in my hand. You ain't put the fucking money in my hand when you gave it to me, bitch. I thought that's what you wanted, so I didn't want to touch it. We had a girl Shit. that used to put her hand in the whole ass middle of their hand to get her their chain back. <laughs> She did every time. Cause that shit is so. Dude. I mean, but it ain't every time. Cause all you gotta do it is one time for them white people to know <laughs> they ain't going to you no more. <laughs> I'm not standing in her line. She touched my hand last time. That's the first time a black person done touched my hand in 27 years. <laughs> and she fucked up my streak. Hell no, I ain't getting in her line no more. That shit. Is uh, and then what they start doing, the older people, is they'll take their hat off and put the money in their hat. And you get it out they hat, what and then the they'll head, put their hat out for you to get it back. Yep. That is so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You think black is catching, nigga? What the fuck? It's little shit, man. <sighs> Can't stand that. I hated working retail because of that. That shit would drive me so crazy. And it, I knew I needed my job, so I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Like, if you don't pick that money up and hand it to me. The fuck is you putting it on the counter for? You see me, and my hand could be right the fuck here, and they still put it on the counter. Bitches, oh, I can say that. Hated it. I hated it. But anyway, I yeah. I want you to see this picture. Are those carrots? They are not carrots. They are meat. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> Arby's created the merit. <laughs> A carrot made of meat Arby's just to troll vegans. Disrespectful as hell. <laughs> it looks just like a carrot, don't it? Looks it looks like a carrot. They say it actually tastes like a carrot, too. <laughs> the same way that they say, like, tofu and shit, like, they make all of these different non-meats that taste like meat. <laughs> yep. Arby's is just so petty. But so it's, petty. it's, like, we need that pushback, huh? <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. If y- y- y'all want to call, y'all want to talk about plant-based meat, huh? <laughs> what about meat-based plant? How you feel about that? When you hear that, do it make your blood boil? <laughs> well, as a carnivore, when I hear fucking plant-based meat, that's bullshit. It's not real. It don't make sense. Your fucking veggie chicken is as much as chicken as this goddamn meat is a carrot. It looks just like a carrot, though. I know. And them goddamn veggie burgers look like a fucking burger. So, I was saving this, and I want to save your reaction. So, what I want you to do right now is go to YouTube. All right. And I want you to look up sauce stash. Sauce stash. Stash like must, the end of mustache. And I just want you to look at the videos that he makes. Which one? Any of them. Just look at the titles. Making bacon from coconut. What? <laughs> Making bacon from coconut? 
and he holding a piece of bacon in his hand. <laughs> and I know that's pork bacon. <laughs> Hell no. His whole channel is on making meats out of like weird shit like watermelon steak. <laughs> making bacon from rice. <laughs> making chicken from grapefruit peels. Yep. Smoked watermelon. Yep. What the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> Making bacon from banana peels. <laughs> Do it yourself, fruity pebbles. No. I, no, I don't watch none of this shit. I don't even know how I came across. I was watching something and that popped up and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Let's see how many people viewing this shit. 258,000. He has a pretty big following. Yeah. Probably vegans. Two vegans. <laughs> 300 three the highest one i've seen so far is making chicken from grapefruit peels that's how potent meat is okay <laughs> the next highest one 289,000 views making bacon from rice the only way you can truly value the fake version of something that's real is to recognize the power of the real shit okay <laughs> If bacon wasn't worth a damn, wouldn't nobody be trying to make bacon from every fucking thing? I watched the one on the grapefruit. It looks disgusting. Basically, he takes it's just the peel. It's not the grapefruit. He like he takes a, a fruit, uh, not a fruit peel, a um, a, a vegetable peeler, and he peels peels off the shiny layer. You know the shiny part of a grapefruit. Mm -hmm. He just peels like a thin layer off of that. He cuts it up. He puts it into like some um. Some like some flour that has like all these seasonings in it, and then he fries it like chicken. And he was like, "It has like the texture of chicken, and and you know it, it still tastes a little citrusy, but like I think I could like play with the recipe a little and get that citrusy taste down." But like he basically eating fucking no, nobody eat grapefruit peels. Nobody eats grapefruit peels, whether you vegan or not. You taking grapefruit peels and making chicken? Jim Taylor, <laughs> chief marketing officer of Arby's, told Inspire Stories, plant-based meats are the latest incarnation of making vegetables look like what Americans really want, which is great, <laughs> tasty meat. Universally, people know we're supposed to eat vegetables every day, but 90% of Americans don't eat the recommended amount. So we said if others can make meat out of vegetables, why can't we make vegetables out of meat? <laughs> That shit looks just like a carrot too. They did a good ass job. Like, <laughs> and you know what? You can make vegetables out of meat. Wait a minute. You can make. You can make meat out of vegetables. And you can make vegetables. And out of meat. you can make vegetables out of meat. Or you can't do none of that shit. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm vouch for doing none of that shit. I don't want no fucking meat that look like a goddamn carrot. I don't want no meat that tastes like a carrot. I want meat to look like meat and to taste like meat. I want it to look like the damn creature it came out of, a sliver of it. Don't be formulating my damn meat to look like a damn cylindrical cone-shaped looking motherfucker. I don't want that. I want my chicken breast to look like a damn chicken breast. I want it to look like the part of the chicken that was walking when it was alive. That's what I want it to look like. And you know what? I want my vegetables to look like fucking vegetables. Don't take no goddamn cauliflower and blend it up with some peanuts and fucking pat that shit down and deep fry it and talk about this as some chicken nuggets. <laughs> Bitch, what's wrong with you? 
That ain't no chicken nugget. That is a fucking ground up cauliflower peanut deep fried whatever the fuck you want to name it. Be creative. <laughs> like they, they, the problem is they lack the creativity. You know what I'm saying? Like you can call all of this shit anything, but you were like, this is candy bacon made out of broccoli stalks. What the fuck? No, it's not. It's fucking broccoli. Call shit what it is. I just don't get it. But I appreciate the sentiment from Arby's that they are pushing back on these motherfuckers acting like meat can come from plants. You can't. I mean, when their tagline is we've had the meat, so whatever it is. I mean, of course they're going to be anti-making plant-based meat. And they they doing the opposite of all the other businesses. Burger King, Burger King and McDonald's expect to have a vegan burger sometime in the next year. You know, KFC said that they were going to do they, the plant-based chicken. Yeah, like, okay, Arbus were like, okay, fuck them. <laughs> we going to make... I'll I'll go buy if they if these come out to buy I'll go buy one and I'll do a video food review on the whole. <laughs> I will. I will have my whole rant in video form. Oh Jesus! And I'm sure it will be delicious. Ain't no way they're gonna put out uh undelicious uh <laughs> fucking merit <laughs> meat carrot. <laughs> merit. Gotta make it delicious. That is fucking hilarious. Um. I don't know which one of these motherfucking. Okay, let me go with this. And, and niggas ain't shit news. Um, and this is what I be, you know. <sighs> anyway, California man arrested for shooting a ten-month-old in the head after her mother allegedly rejected him at a party. This is what I'm trying to tell people. You can be the nicest fucking bitch in the world and just say, hey, I'm not fucking interested. There are psycho motherfuckers who cannot, they can't fathom and cannot accept that you, a woman, weren't interested in them, a man. And so because you weren't interested in me, a man, you got to fucking die. Or something that you hold dear to you, like your fucking child has to die. All because she went fucking interested. He looks like a pedophile. If I had a 10-month-old, I wouldn't be interested in his ass either because he looked like a nigga that might do some shit. To be honest with you, I wouldn't. Um, 23-year-old Marcos Antonio Anchartia? Probably saying that wrong. It's funny. Um, he was arrested Sunday in Fresno, California on suspicion of three counts of attempted murder after police said he shot into a car where the baby, her mother, and a male friend were sitting. After further investigation, detectives found that Marcos met Faith's mother, 18-year-old Desiree Manal, a week ago at a gathering. Police say Marcos tried to hold Desiree's hand as she pulled away, thin- and then things took a turn for the worse. He then tried to force Desiree into his car. Like, I just... My nigga. <laughs> what? That is crazy. You don't think that's that's a little banana? Very crazy. Like, what the fuck? Like, why? All because he wouldn't hold her hand? She wouldn't hold his hand, yeah. She wouldn't hold his hand. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> did, she, did he kill anybody? He killed the baby. By shooting into the car? Yes. 
So he didn't give a fuck who he, he hit. He just, you know. This way, you know, that that's how I understand the difficulty that women have with men. Like, as men, we have the luxury of feeling confident that we can protect ourselves from crazy. But women don't have that because they can't most of the time. Like, if he just would have picked her up and just carried her, like, you could have just picked her up and carried her and just slung, slung her over a bridge or something if yeah. you want to. Yes. Yes, he could have. You know, and and, and I'm saying that to say. He pull her to sit on his lap. Like, first of all, you going about this all wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> you ain't even doing regular shit. Who walks up to a person that they don't know try to hold their hand, pull them into their lap? She left because she he was making her so uncomfortable. Man, ain't no telling. Man, that's why I don't fuck with people, man. You wake up, they wake up. It's some people who wake up and say, if somebody fuck with me wrong today, I'm going to shoot in their car. It's people doing that shit. It's people saying, if somebody say this to me today or do this to me today or do that to me today or it's rude to me today, this is what's going to happen. You know, and like I said, as a man, I'm fairly confident that if that happened to me, I can be like, Get the fuck on what's wrong with you. <laughs> um, but a woman just gotta like jerk her hand back. Like she it ain't much a woman can do about a man being aggressive. Apparently. My brother got a friend. It's a like skinny white dude that's chill. And I don't know much about the situation, but my brother sent me a text message because my brother is very protective over his friend. And mm-hmm. he said he had went to the bathroom. When he came back it with this dude like trying to like trying to sun the dude, like trying to like Son, his friend. Yeah, my brother. My brother said when I seen that shit from a distance, he said I wanted to eat that nigga face. I was like, <laughs> I need more. Uh, I need more <laughs> detail information. But that's how my brother like he really he will protect you. Mm-hmm. And my brother six nine three twenty. <laughs> so I just I just really really want to know what happened when he walked up on that dude and intervened. And I wonder how his friend was. I wonder if he was like. Just nonchalant saying, wait till my friend comes back. <laughs> wait till my friend comes back. <laughs> I wonder if it was like that or if he was like really trying to like not be in a conflict. If he was like, can't wait till Dean comes back. I feel like that. I would be like that. You know what I'm saying? I would be like that. I feel like it probably had. So I talked about how everybody has gotten me on to John Wick now. I feel like it would be the same way as old buddy when he found out why uh, John Leguizamo slapped his son. I feel like when Dean walked up, he would have just been like, oh. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> what I think is that it's like, I, if The Rock was my friend and he had went to the bathroom <laughs> and somebody was raising shit with me at the bar, I'd just be stalling. I'd just be like, sir, <laughs> let me look. I, what is, what's the problem, sir? <laughs> What is the problem? Listen, I'm not from here. I'm from a different state. I don't know many people around. Hold on, wait a minute. Let's just keep talking for a little while. <laughs> That's how I would be, especially if it like if it was my brother. Oh yeah. Like if my brother, we would get kicked out of somewhere, and somebody <laughs> might even get arrested. If my brother, like if my brother saw somebody fucking with me to a degree that it got, he was still on their ass. <laughs> With his hand that's <laughs> twice as big as mine. I'd be there for it too. I'd just be looking down on a person just smiling. Shouldn't have did that you. shit. <laughs> you messed up. 
I had a good day, but him, he had a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently this dude had also shot into the house of an ex-girlfriend. Uh, she was in in her house with her current boyfriend and his child. So the same child. time period? Uh, or this happened before? This happened before. Why the fuck is he on the streets? I don't know. How can you shoot in this? How can you shoot in your ex's house and still be on the streets? I don't know, but he was. Huh? That makes so. If you discharge a firearm in an occupied dwelling, yes, while you're in it, that's a felony. Is it the same if you do it from the outside? I think so. Oh, yep. I need to look that up. It sounds like he shouldn't be on the streets. He shouldn't have been. Or he might have been out on bail for that particular charge. And then in the midst of that, doing other And he Latino. Bro, I hope he got a mother. I hope he was born over here, boy. Because this. But they're going to build that wall if they pull this story out in one of these damn state of the unions. It's just like. And this is what I be like. You know, guys are always like, "Well, just tell them you you're not interested." It's not that fucking simple with some men. Like, and you and sometimes you don't know. Some niggas you can tell crazy and might be a little off. Like sometimes you can tell, and you you might be like, "Oh shit, I got to be careful with this one." But like sometimes niggas seem like they just regular until you reject them, and then like this whole other side come out, and you like, "Well, goddamn, I did." Like it's not that simple. It's not as simple as just being like, "Hey, I'm not interested." I wish it was. Niggas be on that Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde shit. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying Doctor Jekyll be out here. Hey girl, how are you doing? <laughs> you know my name is Marco. I just you know just out in the city. See you having a good time. You look nice and everything. I just wanted to <laughs> ask you what your name is. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Hell, I'm gonna kill your family, your mama too. Where she live? I know where she live at. <laughs> She live on Burbank Avenue. Mm-hmm. That's the address. I ain't I been checking you out on Facebook. Yep. Already. Three weeks. <laughs> you had on that purple dress at the party last week mm-hmm. with your friends. I know where they live too. I be like, like I'm just saying the contrast between what they were before to what they are after. And you you can't be like, tell what the hell was that? exactly. You can't tell. Like there are some niggas that look psycho, and so you already know, like, oh shit. But there are some dudes that look just regular, like they would be the kind of dude that'd be like, okay, my, you know, sorry for taking up your time and, and leave and walk the fuck off. Those are nope. the con artists. <laughs> Those are the ones. Wrong. Those are the ones you end up in a relationship with for three years. <laughs> they do, you know. So when I cook my ribs, I do low and slow, right? Mm-hmm. They do they bullshit low and slow. That's how they do it. They start off real low. The temperature on that shit be low. You don't really see <laughs> what it is, but by the time they through cooking, goddamn, you right ready to kill they ass. That's how they do they bullshit. They be like. You was one of them fuck boys. Yeah. The whole time. You know, it's like at the end of the movie, like usual suspects. Mm-hmm. When you realize that nigga was that nigga was Kaza Soze. <laughs> you the villain. He's like, You it was you. <laughs> you the one. Man, that some shit. of these dudes, like it's and I mean you can be nice about it. Cause I you know, I don't like rejection. So, like, anytime anybody has ever, like, approached me or, like, whatever, I have never, like, been an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't do that. But, like, you can be nice. You could just be like, oh, no, I, I have somebody. Or, oh, no. Like, it don't fucking matter. Some dudes will still lose their shit on you. And it's like, bruh. 
Like, just walk away. What the fuck is the matter with you? But see, you know, that shit play into the male dynamic and toxic masculinity because toxic masculinity tells us as men that we are conquerors. We can get whatever woman we want. It's easy. All you got to do is be assertive, be aggressive. So when a woman is rejected, it's still not even commonplace. You know, because a woman ain't supposed to be the aggressor anyway. When a man get rejected, it starts saying, he done messages in his head boil up, you ain't a man. You can't even get a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as them messages start bubbling up, that's when that shit come out on your ass. Fuck you then, bitch. You ain't even cute anyway. What? Well, why are you over here then? Because I only try to holler at ugly bitches because my self-esteem suffers <laughs> and I want to make sure that I can secure the bag. But you ain't even a bag worth securing. You never was. That's what they do. That's what they it's say inside. Fucking crazy. Inside the head. Like, oh my God. It's so crazy. And sad. I don't even know. Just trying to secure, secure the taco. Get, racist. <laughs> what? That's racist as hell. No, it's not. Why he got to secure the taco? He ain't secure. I'm talking about the vagina. Why I got to be a taco? Because he's Hispanic. Because the vagina is referred to as a taco. Who calls it a taco? You have never heard that. No. A taco? Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see the... <laughs> what is your next taco story? is a shell that you put shit in, ain't oh, it? No. <laughs> The body has been referred to as a shell. Oh fuck! Is it raining? I don't know. Sounds like it. It's sounds raining. like it. Um, I believe so. Yeah. What am I talking about next? What are you doing now? Oh, uh, Marche Jones. Okay, this is this is a complex situation uh, that happened in Alabama. Let's start off with everybody knows what the fuck Alabama is doing. <laughs> Alabama has uh, abortion legislation mm -hmm. that uh, criminalizes anybody who participates in an abortion. Uh, even though they say women won't be charged with it, I don't understand why. Because if you find out that a woman actually set it up. Why would they not get the consequences from it? So I think the Alabama law is vague enough that women can get charges if they are shown to be the uh, instigator of an abortion, uh, which is a very, very important term for the story I'm about to tell you. Marche Jones <sighs> is a woman that was pregnant who was shot in the stomach by somebody that she got into an altercation with. Her baby dad is other woman is who it was. Well, we don't know if the baby daddy was with both of them. We know it was about the baby daddy. Okay. But Marche Jones was pregnant, was shot in the stomach by another woman, and the woman who shot her has had charges dropped on her, and the woman who was pregnant took the charge of murdering her baby. So Manslaughter. They charged her a manslaughter. Charging her a manslaughter for that. Um Okay, so let me let me tell you what happened again. <clears throat> Pregnant woman, which means with child, got into an altercation with a woman. Woman pulled out gun, shot pregnant woman in the stomach, killed a baby. The woman who shot the baby is not going to be charged with the death. The woman who was shot and her baby died, they're charging her with the death. Now, let me tell you what supposedly happened. 
I don't know if you know what happened happened, but the word around, I got a friend that's uh, working the law office. She said that she talked to the arresting officer mm-hmm. about this, and uh, some people in Pleasant Grove, they uh, saw, uh, know people who know what happened, but the pregnant woman gathered up some of her friends, and they went to this girl's job with the intent to hurt her because they had weapons and shit. They had like crowbars and all kind of weapons and shit. Should had a gun. And an altercation ensued. Um, the idea from that is that the pregnant woman started this shit. Yes. Uh, in Alabama, the terms for manslaughter are so wide. You can use it for a whole bunch of shit. Well, I think the way they're trying to use, to me, it seems is like, so if me and you rob, go rob somebody, go to somebody's house and rob them. If the homeowner shoots and kills me, well, yeah. Let me let me okay, finish. I'm sorry. In Alabama, with manslaughter laws, once you escalate something to having to defend yourself, mm-hmm. it don't matter who you shoot. Yes. The charge is not yours. Yes. The charge is the person who instigated it. Yes. So that's what you was finna explain. Yeah, cause like, well, police do this shit all the time. Yeah. Police basically. <clears throat> If somebody instigates something, like if the police go to a confrontation and it get to a point where police got to shoot, anybody the police shoot, they put that charge on that individual. That ain't because that's the police. That's because that's how the self-defense laws in Alabama work with manslaughter. That's just how it is. Another one, at the mall, Amantic Bradford. Remember him? EJ Bradford got shot at the mall? A little girl got shot. The dude who shot at Emantic, if it turns out that it was in self-defense, he would not have been charged for shooting that girl. Mm-hmm. The charge would have been on the person that instigated it, right? Which would have been, uh, he would have, I don't even know what happened with that case. But in Alabama, when you, once you start defending yourself, it don't matter what you do. If somebody instigates you to start defending yourself and it looked like it, you can shoot all three of your enemies behind them and it ain't going to be your fault, it's going to be their fault. Yep. So that's what happened with this case. So because of that, a lot of people are saying that this don't got nothing to do with that abortion. This don't have anything to do with the abortion debate. This is just about self-defense. No. This is just about a person defending themselves and shooting. I mean, I don't have... So <clears throat> my issue is not with the other lady not being charged. It really isn't. Because if she was just defending herself because a group of bitches came trying to kick her ass and she had a gun and she defended, whatever. My issue is with them charging this mother. It's not with the lady not being charged. It's with the charge being placed on the mom. Because I... (sighs) (laughs) To say that she's responsible for the child getting killed because she went and instigated this fight... Is and it's it's going around. I don't know how far along in her pregnancy she was. Five months. Five months along. I just feel like this is being used because of all of the abortion. Because I don't know. I don't remember ever hearing a case like this happen before. Well, I don't know how many times we've heard of somebody shooting a pregnant woman in the stomach and I guess killing the baby immediately. This is like. A part of me believes, though, that she would have aimed for the stomach on purpose. Like, a part of me believes that if they had conflict with the same man, she couldn't have been happy that the girl was pregnant. No. A part of me think that she would have aimed for the stomach on purpose. But that's when I said that after 
after a situation is escalated to defending yourself, it don't matter what you do. She could have shot all of her friends in the head, headshot straight clean, and they would have said, you're the reason your friends are dead, not this woman that y'all pushed into having to yes. defend herself. You know, so I don't have a problem with the woman not, I don't have a problem with the woman, you know, because this is my, this is the difficulty with the case. I would like to know what evidence the grand jury saw to determine that this pregnant woman definitely escalated it to a point that the other person could use deadly force. Because a part of me thinks that in Alabama, they would be a lot more critical on the woman who was pregnant because she was pregnant. Yes. And because she was involved in a conflict. Yes. I feel like that's what Alabama would that's do. That's what it is. Like, I, I feel like that's, that's well, it. That's all. I, I don't know. In my head, a part of it feel like if that pregnant woman pulled out a gun and then the other lady pulled out a gun, I understand the grand jury why, saying. So why? Okay. So like I said, in a, if, if me, well, it's less, we, we need more people. If me, you, um, Shogun and Cole did a, a home invasion. Okay. And a homeowner shot and killed me, but the three of y'all live. All three of y'all would also be charged with my death because all three of you were involved in the crime. Why is she the only one being That's, charged? That was another question I had. And I don't know the answer to that. The because other ones might normally be, everybody involved would get that charge because you all were involved in escalating the situation. Well, see, this is where reporting makes a difference. I don't know if they didn't feel the need to report it because the way they wrote that article, this this is what brought the like. This is what made people say, "Oh shit!" Like a group of women charged because one pre like that's too much. Like they do these little bites. So we don't really know that the other women are not being charged for the sake of the writing and how the uh, media portraying it. All we know is her because they got her little uh, mug shot mm -hmm. and the story is about her being pregnant and it's her conflict because of between somebody that the, the, the uh, women knew the man, you know? So it's like, I, we don't have all of the information, but, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, I would really like to know what evidence they had to say, okay, we understand that you started it, you instigated it, too. We understand that it escalated to a point that this woman could use deadly force, too, she used deadly force, and we're going to charge you for it. Because if you look in the comment section, all they're saying is, well, she pregnant, she should have known better. If you've been ratchet for 27 years, <laughs> you don't get some new level of enlightenment because you let somebody shoot the club up. You don't. You don't. You're still ratchet. You just now got a baby and you that's going to be ratchet too. So people keep saying that this don't have nothing to do with the abortion. But a part of me do feel like that the aggressiveness with, with the, which this woman is pursued is because of that. And not only that, but this is the crazy part about it to me. The federal limit of which you can get an abortion is 24 weeks. Mm. That's this viability. Okay. That's six months. Yes. That's the point of viability. Mm -hmm. She was five months pregnant. So she could have legally went and got an abortion and been fine. And been fine. And so I think the question becomes in Alabama, they've determined that as soon as your skeet goes into a woman, that's a life as far as they're concerned. Yeah. So 
at five months, the federal government doesn't consider that a life. You know what I'm saying? So technically, we don't even know if that child would have been carried the term itself. Like, we don't know if that baby would have had any health issues or anything. That's the difficult part about claiming something. Bro, this sound bad. This is going to sound bad to people that are pro-life. But uh, claiming something is a life that we don't know would have been a life. Like, the potential of that baby being a life is what she can face potentially 10 to 99 years for. Like, that's the range of the time that she can serve for this. But this also ain't new. Uh, but one of the criticisms is that here in Alabama, what they're going to do. So there's a law called a um, uh, chemical protection from harm law, something like that. It was a law that was created to uh, protect children in meth meth labs. Like uh. if they found a meth lab, it like gave you extra charges if it found out that it was children in the home when you were doing that. Mm-hmm. But the legislators in Alabama have used that law to actually give women charges who were using substances while they were pregnant. So the idea is that they're going to use the abortion law and the vagueness of the abortion law to give women charges and make women accountable for what happens to them. Because where is the line drawn? Now, this is my last point about this. Where is the line drawn? Okay, she instigated the fight. It was a really extreme, intense situation where guns were drawn. But what if a woman in Target get into it with another woman and one of them is pregnant? And the one that's pregnant started it. And she slipped and fall and her pregnancy, her baby's died now because she slipped and fell. Is that going to be forgiven because, oh, she slipped, it was an accident? Or because she instigated a confrontation that led to her slipping and falling, is she going to be under the scrutiny of a grand jury that gets to say, no, you should not have started that fight? That's my problem. Where is the line going to be drawn in a state where it looks like we are already trying to determine how women can make decisions and what their bodies do? So the wording in the grand jury indictment um, was that they decided that she intentionally caused the death of another person to wit unborn baby Jones by initiating a fight knowing she was five months pregnant. I don't like that, period. That it remind me of the case where And I can't see nowhere where her friends, any of them got any choice. And again, usually in a in a case where somebody dies in the commission of a crime in this way would be assaulting this lady or, or whatever, if somebody died, everybody that's there get charged. You know what I'm saying? It ain't just the one person. If if, if all of us was doing a home invasion, then it, right, whoever was alive would still get that charge because you were involved in the home invasion that led to the death of your friend. I don't see how they only charging her if they're going to try to use that. Everybody that was there that was involved would get charged. It remind me of the case where this, uh, what was, uh, it was a case, the case where the boy hit a bunch, the white boy hit a bunch of people and they basically said that he's, he got a diagnosis of being too rich and irresponsible. Yes. The judge in that case ruled on another boy before that where he, he punched somebody in a fight. They fell, tripped, hit their head, and then they died, and he was charged with the death. To me, it reminds me of that case. It's like, how are you going to say you intentionally caused the death of your baby from that? And how much how much allowance should be given to somebody who do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if it wasn't a, what if it wasn't a fetus? What if it was a small child? 
that was walking around at the time when all that shit happened. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just know Alabama ain't going to do this shit right. That's all I know. I ain't saying that the mama ain't at fault, but to say that you murdered your own baby and you're responsible for the murder of your own baby is bullshit. Yeah. They should have some kind of charge that represents like prenatal negligence or some shit like that. But like to say it's manslaughter, that's fuckery. It is. That's fuckery, but you can go ahead. Um, let's see. So Wayfair. You know Wayfair. Have you ever shopped on Wayfair? Yep. Bought a mattress. Okay. Wayfair sells furniture. It's an online furniture store. Uh, and their workers staged a walkout this week because apparently Wayfair uh, supplies furniture to the migrant detention centers um, that are all over the news right now. And so um, I guess the workers, they're working out to, con- to protest the harsh conditions after learning the company is profiting from providing furniture to the detention centers. Uh, they want that they want the uh, company to stop all business with contractors operating within the detention centers. Uh, Cause and I, when I first saw this, I thought they was pissed because they were providing like beds for these uh, immigrants. And it's like, why are you helping them? Their thing is that they're being held in an inhumane situations and that Wayfair shouldn't be involved with it. And that's why they walked out. Hmm. I was confused about it at first. I was like, Y'all? I wonder how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that. Like if every company that could potentially provide um, furniture for any detention center, if everybody walked out and then supported, how would they ever get anything? You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I think they're, they're wanting them to not be able to get anything. But, like, the fact of the matter is them not having ma- beds, mattresses, is don't mean the detention center going to shut down. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, uh, you know, a part of me feel like if Wayfair is providing shit, like, I feel like it probably in the areas that the damn staff be in. Probably so. Because <laughs> if we see kids laying on the floor with fucking tinfoil for covers, then who the fuck got the couches and beds and shit? They provided two hundred thousand dollars worth of furniture for the break rooms, I guess. <laughs> or maybe, maybe do they sell cages? I don't think they sell <laughs> cages. <laughs> so, like from the pictures I saw, like which I feel like the pictures that we're seeing that we get sneaked out to see mm-hmm. that people are sneaking in and taking pictures of shit, they don't look good. They like got little little pads that they might be laying on, and they got like uh, the aluminum foil looking covers on them. I guess it's like insulation or some shit. And uh, apparently, as reported, they don't have soap or toothpaste or none of that stuff. And some people in the government are trying to justify why they don't need those things. But I just those are the pictures that we get snuck. I feel like the government could easily rebut those pictures by showing us videos of ones that have beds and all of that shit. Yeah. The fact that they're not doing that to me means that, yeah, this is probably the experience for most of these kids. The gut, Because it could be that they, the media could be manipulating it and it's just like, well, we just going to go to the worst one and we're going to take the pictures of the worst one because we want the Republican president to look bad. And Donald Trump can direct them to, hey, do video reviews of all of these places and show that they are decent 
that just the fucked up one that we working on. Mm-hmm. But he, they ain't done that. The government ain't, they ain't done none of that, no shit like that. So to me, the evidence points to it's a whole bunch of fucked up ones and ain't none of them good because they ain't even trying. So it's like if Wayfair would be involved, why wouldn't they send this shit to kids that they can have? But that's not what they doing. So what what Wayfair has done <laughs> since this occurred is they gave a hundred thousand dollar donation to the Red Cross, which <laughs> Red Cross. <laughs> it's like I mean that's Red not Cross what... don't do nothing but launder money. <laughs> not launder money, but they mishandle money they a lot. They mishandle money a lot. Well, if you do... donate a hundred thousand dollars to uh to a Red Cross, uh ten thousand dollars going to needy causes. And ninety thousand is going to salaries and other bullshit. <laughs> and so, I'm probably uh, wrong on them numbers. I'm over exaggerating, but I just want y'all to understand the depth to which I don't like Red Cross. The activists are like, it's a compassionate gesture, but one that doesn't directly aid those who are being held in the detentions. Like, y'all didn't address what their grievance was. I wonder was if Wayfair probably don't all. support immigrants at all. You would think that they would give money to something that would support immigrants somehow. Yeah. they Maybe they just don't support immigrants, but they don't want to be bold enough to say, listen, we'll build that wall, motherfuckers. <laughs> okay? We'll give a fuck if you don't buy our furniture. <laughs> we just don't want Latinos laying on the shit. Build that motherfucking wall. <laughs> that might be how they feel. It might be because they donated money to the Red Cross to shut them up. And it's like, why would that shut them up? <laughs> that has nothing to do with what they want out also, about. also, that's not how you shut people up. You <laughs> shut people up by giving them money directly. <laughs> Haven't you seen all of the gangster thug movies? You, it's two, one or two ways. You pay or you murder. <laughs> you pay or you murder. <laughs> yeah. Or you pay and you murder and get your money back. <laughs> It's like uh, it reminds me of episode of Family Guy. Well, uh, what happened? This dude, the the kid next to Stewie at a baseball game had a bat, and the ball came down, and Stewie caught it. And then Stewie said, "I'll trade you this ball for this bat." And he gave the boy the ball to Stewie, and he gave Stewie the bat, and then he hit him upside the head with the bat and took the ball. And he said, "Now what did you learn?" <laughs> It was early, early Family Guy. That might have been like first or second season. Oh that, that shit stood out to me. But that's how you shut people up, Wayfair. You don't shut people up by donating something. to the, They still get to be mad. Like, who the fuck is Red Cross? <laughs> how are y'all helping anything? Like, go get y'all $200,000 worth of shit back. <laughs> that's sitting up in them goddamn break rooms while they getting snacks while these immigrants on the floor and can't get soap. Yup. I don't know, but uh, like I said, when I first saw the story, I I thought it was them being upset that they were helping at all, but it's the fact that they don't feel like they should be involved with it because they have a problem with the detention centers, so they don't think they should be supporting the detention centers by supplying them with furniture. So, yeah, Wayfair ain't got no employees. In Chicago, well, not in Chicago, in Illinois, uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker signed legislation which will not only make Illinois the 11th state to allow marijuana for recreational use, but will also include sweeping legal reforms to retroactively address those individuals whose lives have already been adversely impacted by previous drug laws. Meaning about 800,000 sentences are going to be expunged. Damn. That is big. Yeah. Because as the federal government moves to decriminalize marijuana, it's going to be up to the states 
to determine if they're going to retroactively expunge a lot of these criminal laws. Now, it makes sense to do so. Yes. Okay, well, as a society, we thought this drug was super duper harmful and we put it as a Schedule 3 drug and, you know, y'all have done crimes involving that Schedule 3 drug and that's a problem. And, but now, oh, society is saying that it's not that big of a deal. We're going to make it legal. We're going to make recreational use out of it. It would make sense to say, okay, I guess the harshness with which we addressed you about that drug previously was a little overkill. We should retroactively reduce your sentence. You know, but a lot of states be on that fuck shit. What a lot of states do is they say, we ain't overturning shit. Like that got implications for the issues that we're going to have in our justice system because it says that we were wrong. And there's something about the legal system that I'm I'm finding out. I'm mostly like it was put on the main stage with the um the uh, Central Park Five is that the law enforcement ain't gonna agree or believe that somebody who was convicted was wrong. They still gonna say verbally at least that the justice system did what the justice system was supposed to do. Trump is doubling down and saying, you know, they they all confessed to the to the crime. So I'm not gonna apologize for that because he was like huge and I wouldn't even pressing. expect him to man. I wouldn't either. He wouldn't him. expect. I wouldn't expect him to. He he don't exist, man. <laughs> Donald Trump ain't real. Donald Trump like Mr. Monopoly. <laughs> Or Mr. Peanut dude. Like, he just, he ain't real. His words don't really matter. He's just a, he's a caricature of a wealthy, privileged, racist person. <laughs> That's what he is. He's a caricature of that person. You know, just like Billy Bob in movies is the character of the Southern racist. Yes. You know, Donald Trump is just a, Fuck ass, monocle wearing. Well, ideally he would have a toupee. Yeah. You know, if he was, you know, I don't a know why he. Was, he got some money. He has he, too much money to have that fucking. Pride, man. He too proud. He would a narcissist wouldn't wear a toupee. He got money to get hair plugs. It's so he many do options. That. He wouldn't do that. It's a man. He's a man. He's a narcissist. He wouldn't do that shit. He gonna keep his shit how it is. He just convince the world that this is how you have to be. <laughs> Everybody has to be like this. Mm. That's what they gonna do. It's unfortunate. And he's he he don't matter. He don't matter out here. He's going to super. And you know what? He should be dead. Like, why is he alive for so long? <laughs> That's how I know America deserved this shit. He eats steak with ketchup. He, he eats Burger King all during the fucking like fast food all during the campaign trail. Why is he alive? <laughs> they sit here telling motherfuckers my age. I can't be eating like that, but Donald Trump's 70-year-old ass can eat like that. Like, his organs ain't on their last goddamn, the leg of their life. <laughs> that man's organs, is, they got to be failing about to. Even if you got money, at a certain point, your organs going to be like, bro, we can't keep pumping this grease. <laughs> bro, we can't. I, I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> And he eat the ketchup all every time. He does. That like so fuck Donald Trump. But um this is the world we live in right now. Hopefully uh other states will join in Illinois. Uh Alabama won't be one, but hopefully Hell most no. of the other states do that. Uh and whichever state that I get ready to move to once Alabama, you know, start passing those uh 
you know, kill when you feel like it lost, then, you know, we'll do it like that. We got 13 minutes left. You got one more story? You got another story? I was just going to talk about how, I mean, the Kardashians ain't shit. So, the episode finally premiered of, of Chloe finding out about Tristan and Jordan Woods kissing at the party, whatever the fuck. And so, what's problematic for me is this. They were talking about Jordan. And, you know, they all had all the sisters on three-way. And Cam was basically like, you know, you you made her who she is. You put food in her family's mouth. I do not like when people do that shit. If you are friends with somebody, when you get mad at them, if you the kind of motherfucker that just start pulling out all of the stuff that you've done and I created them, I made... Like, that is some fucked up shit. First of all, Jordan Woods had money before getting with the Kardashians, Okay will smith i guess is like her godfather like she's close to the smith like i just to say some shit like that because <laughs> you mad just show how you feel the whole time you know what i'm saying like i don't like that shit don't do that because you mad at somebody now you finna say oh, i made them and i was feeding their family and how dare they do something to me ungrateful like girl bye because if y'all were really friends, like, and I'm not going to sit up here and act like Jordan may not have benefited from being friends with um, Kylie. I'm sure she has gotten into events and, and gotten some opportunities through being friends with Kylie. But it's just fucked up that when you get upset with somebody, you start bringing up all of this shit. Because it's like, what was you thinking about me when it was happening? You know what I'm saying? It was like, you and your sister, like, look at this. Guess we'll throw Jordan a bone. Like, I just don't like that shit. I already don't care for the fucking Kardashians as it is. And like that shit, I was just like, fuck y'all. <laughs> fuck all of y'all for that shit. You know. And they even trying to take credit for the stuff she doing now. Like, fuck them. That ain't how you be a friend to somebody. Everybody don't have the how to be a friend recipe. Apparently but shit i was like these look at these bitches <laughs> these motherfucking bitches all right okay whatever that's the only other thing i had i know we still have the questions we've got questions uh what was the funniest way that you've been injured <laughs> um <laughs> When Kingston was a puppy, I used to not have the retractable leash. I just had a regular leash. And I was taking him downstairs. I lived at Village Green with all of them fucking concrete stairs. I always live upstairs because I live alone. And for me, it's safer. People are less likely to break into somebody that they have to take your shit downstairs than if you live on the bottom floor. I've never lived on the bottom floor. So I was walking him down the stairs. He wiggling and jiggling and shit. And so the leash slipped down. And I stepped on it. And I slipped and I rolled the rest of the fucking concrete stairs down on my ass. <laughs> Holding him, trying to make sure he don't get hurt, bruising the shit out of my tailbone. And you know, when I got to a stop, I, I'm blinded by pain. Like I can't even see, like, I'm sure that I've broken my ass. Like it's awful. This little nigga still trying to run off and go play. <laughs> And I'm sitting here trying to, can, like, am I going to, can I even get up? It was so fucking painful. I had to sit on a donut pillow. 
for about two weeks. I didn't break my tailbone, but I bruised the fuck out of it. And that shit hurt. It was so painful. And nobody was outside to see it, but I feel like it would have been hilarious. <laughs> so to watch it to watch it happen, I feel like it probably would have been funny as hell. That's probably the funniest way I've been injured was tripping over his fucking leash. Well, mine ain't really funny, but it's a story. <laughs> we used to go to the, my mama used to, you know, my mama used to connect with a lot of different people because of church. And she would connect with this one lady named Valerie. She had a son named DJ. He just used to lie. He said he used to have a girlfriend that didn't have no legs or arms. I don't know why he would do like. Uh, anyway, fuck him. <laughs> this ain't about him. So we would go. So she had a house for women that were low IQ. Okay. Uh, like women that would use the bathroom on themselves and just like random stuff. Like they just didn't. They weren't going to be able to live by themselves for some time. And we went over there after church every now and then to just hang out. We didn't like going over there because of yeah. that. You know, we were kids. We didn't really like. Shit, I'm an adult now. We didn't like going over We didn't like being around today. those. Uh, and, uh, and a lot of them had, like, substance abuse histories, too. Mm -hmm. Like, they at some point in their life, they got. So we didn't really like that. But And, and they was a mean-ass family, too. So I don't know how. It's like. To me, they were the epitome of those foster families that just get kids for the check. Mm. That's what it felt like to me. Mm. Anyway, um, we was over there playing like outside baseball in a crackhead area. <laughs> Not a crackhead area, but it was a bad enough area to have drug use and all kind of shit. Do you around. play inside baseball? Not inside baseball. We was just like inside the compound. Like we was. It was like a group home area. Okay. Because you said outside baseball, and I was like, what? I meant to say out back baseball okay. with, you know, back in the bushes and stuff. So, we playing baseball, and uh, the ball get lost in the woods, and we go over there, and we go to, I, go, I go get the baseball, and I come back, and we play a little bit more, but we finna go to church. So, we go into the house, and um, my mama say, everybody come in here. So we all come into the living room and she say, who, who footprint is blood? <laughs> it's apparently somebody has tracked blood footprints into the damn living room and everybody like, I don't know. And I look and it's, it's me, my foot. So what happened was I didn't even know I was cut. So we went back outside trying to look for what happened. Apparently there was this, it was a piece of glass with blood on it. Apparently there was this bottle, a, gla a liquor bottle that was broken. That it was broken in a way that it was shaped kind of like a U. Mm -hmm. So when my the bottom of my foot stepped on it, it went up into my ankle. Ugh. Yeah. And so it, my ankle started bleeding into my church sock. And it just started like trickling down my shoe to where it was under my shoe. So it's like blood footprints in the house. <laughs> and so... We first we got out of church. <laughs> you gotta understand that's how fucked up I was with church. I was glad that I had got cut because that means we couldn't go to second service because we had to go to the hospital and I had to get stitches. And she told me I was in the seventh grade. I remember because I had to get out the car with my crutches. But she told me that they didn't give me enough anesthesia. She said she don't think they gave me enough at all because she said that. It hurt really bad to get them stitches. She said that you got stitches like almost without you know, anesthesia. Hell no. I was like, because it felt like a motherfucker was taking a pen. 
<laughs> sticking it in my damn skin, pulling a string through it, and doing it over again. I felt that shit. Whew. I felt that shit. I remember. Whew. That was that was a rough one. Uh, yeah. That's my story. One yeah. funny, but <laughs> it the, the blood footprint thing was funny. Like I don't know how I didn't feel it. Like adrenaline was going Maybe or, so, or or whatever. Uh, it's like that same effect. You know, to me it's like that's how powerful the human body is because that's the shit that happened with paper cuts. Yep. When you got a paper cut, it's like you don't feel it. Not till some water, some salt yeah. get in that bitch. Or you, like, just, or you just see it, be like, what the hell? And then you just start feeling it forever now. It's like that's the brain. So part of me felt like that adrenaline and just that notion of when you don't know you hurt, your brain don't kick into that hurt shit. Like a big part of hurt. It's psychological too. Um, If your life was a movie, what songs would be on the soundtrack? I to give this as an assignment to my kids, so I've done this before. Uh, X Factor by Lauren Hill. Okay. Oh. X Factor. Uh, it could all be, be so, so simple, simple, but you'd rather, rather make, make it, it hard. hard. Yeah. Um, Change is gonna come by Sam Cook. Born by the river. Um, it changes like what would be but those two songs are the ones that came to mind because I've done this before so <laughs> because I give it as an assignment to my kids I think my shit would be a whole bunch of Tupac songs honestly <laughs> like I wonder if Heaven Got a Ghetto you know that goes into my spiritual coerced being coerced into spirituality and wondering what it looks like to be where I am with faith now in a world or in a place where you like you gotta have that like is there like is there a place that is there a part of heaven that accept bullshit you know what i'm saying <laughs> like they make it seem like just heaven and hell but like everybody got some extra shit yeah um but yeah i think mine will be a, a whole lot bunch of two-part two songs That's yeah funny. i don't know it, it them i mean a lot of the miseducation of lauren hill was my life <laughs> so this education Lauren Hill was legit. Um, so a lot of those songs, but X Factor specifically, just because I feel like most of my relationships is that fucking song. Care for me, care for me, but you Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. TV catchphrase do you most enjoy using? Do you have any TV catchphrases that you use? No, <laughs> I don't watch shows like that. So I'm, I I got one from a commercial that I use more than anything for some reason. I don't know. It's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> I be saying that shit. That is hilarious. I don't know why. I don't have any because I don't watch shows like that. What terrible movie do you love? Terrible movie do I love? Um. What's that Sarah Michelle Gellar movie that like bombed? But I own it because I think it's a cute movie where she she has like these um powers that she figures out when she's cooking. Can't think of the name of that goddamn movie. It's a bad movie though, but I like it. I don't have one for that either. Well, you got one, but you know what it's called. I can't think of the name of it. What game are you really good at? It don't have to be a video game. It could be a board game, a drinking game, card game, whatever game. No. <laughs> What are you best at? Hell. Um, trivia. I'm good at so, so like um. What kind of trivia? Like 
because I watch so much stuff, like I most subject sports, no, but like just random trivia, like um, who wants to be a millionaire? Them random questions, stuff like that. I'm pretty good at answering. Why don't you go on the show? Because I probably come back broke. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) You gonna you gonna want to get that million? I'm gonna want to get the million, and I think I would get nervous because it's on TV. So I would have my I would have a rule. If I if I can't pay my loans off with it, I can't accept it. <laughs> that don't mean that I'm going to pay my loans off with it. But that's just my rule. <laughs> but uh, I would say trivia games, um, music. So I realized this. I was hanging out with Shogun. I I didn't realize that my taste in music is so very like so um if you have a google home google home has a game called song quiz and i play it like when i'm getting dressed taking a shower because i have a google home in my bathroom but they play they start playing a song and you have to say the name either the just the name or just the artist or you can say the name and the artist and get extra points and i i know the shit out of like (laughs) it don't matter what genre of music so like you know, rock song, I, I, it doesn't matter. Like, I listen to such a, a wide variety of music that, like, it don't matter what who sings it, I probably have heard it. Sometimes I may not know the artist, but I know the name of the song because I've heard the song before. But, like, so, yeah. So, like, music trivia specifically, I'm pretty good at because I listen to so many genres of music. I like, gotcha. it's not, yeah, like, I feel like a lot of black folks, is like, hip-hop and R&B, and if it's not those two, nah, like, Paramore, like I know every song Paramore has ever made, <laughs> like No Doubt, uh, Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, like it's a ton of artists that I could hear a random so song. So music trivia is music your, trivia. Would be your thing. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm good at, at spades. As much as you can be good at spades, yeah. I just think for the game I'm really intuitive and um and I'm really good at reading people as far as the game goes and reading moves. I can play space, but I don't like to. It's as, as good as you can be at a game where you get a random deck of cards. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like a random You don't random know what hand you're going to get there. Yeah, like your strategy, you can have a general strategy, but most of your strategy is based on getting certain cards in your hand. Yeah. You know, and I mean, apparently playing space lately, I'm learning rules that we never had when I grew up, and that's difficulty with space. So many different plays, so many different ways. Yes. You know, like people be like, Joker, Joker, Deuce, Ace. Okay, Joker, Joker, <laughs> Deuce, Deuce. And be like, why? You? Some people don't even use you. This is just Joker, Joker, Ace. Yeah, some people don't use And then use at my hometown, like they say you can't lead, and I read these rules in the rule, you can't lead with spades. You can't play a spade until a play is, spade is played. What? We try. We did that at the when we were playing the other day. Uh, I don't. Were you playing? I was you, playing. You had to have been playing, right? Dude, no, uh-uh. it was me, Shogun, and Chris. And I was Spirit. watching. Yeah. So I played a spade. I led with spade, and they said you can't do that. I said, why not? <laughs> why the fuck not? Because in my hometown, if you got a spade. If you got a whole bunch of spades, mm-hmm. you could lead with spades to pull everybody's spades and go from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ain't like it's common. It ain't common enough to have a, have to have a rule for it. It don't make sense to me. 
But it's like I feel like all card games like Uno is the same way. People have different um Yeah. Like you can put Uno. a seven down on top of a seven if it's color some or if I got multiple sevens, I can get rid of all of those out of my like it uh, card games be that shit like it depends on who you're playing you with. You gotta find out the <laughs> rules of people you playing with before yeah. you get fucked up in a game. But I like space. I think I'm real intuitive at it. Uh I could play however I play and, you know, make it work. Um uh, Okay. Uh which movie do they need to make a sequel to? Um I know mine it's been like this for a long time too. They never made a did they make it? They never made a sequel to Jumper. I like Jumper. And I wanted Jumper. a Jumper too. To like that and I am number 4. That's mine. I, I am, am number, number four. four. They were supposed Bruh, to do the other numbers they and they was. never did. That's mine. <laughs> like, I want a sequel to that fucking movie. I loved I Am Number Four. That shit was good. It had everything. It had almost everything I had. Like, I like those kind of movies, but it's different than like, um, it's different than John Wick or Taken or mm-hmm. um, Denzel movie. Equalizer. Equalizer. It's different than those three because those dudes like had season skills mm-hmm. this dude like had powers into his, yeah. you know what i'm saying and powers that he just discovered mm-hmm. but it's also connected to a whole bunch of people that are like him and i'm like and he he was number four apparently i guess they killed the one two and three i think so but the girl was like number eight yeah there's like other that. numbers out yeah, there yeah so if they <laughs> killing them in order it's like it was so much opportunity for them to introduce mm-hmm. new numbers yep and then to give us backstory of what these people even are. Yep. But it's a book series, so I guess you have to read the books to know what it is. And I am number four. Fuck is books. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, no, well, not fuck books, because I read a lot. But I don't read. Uh, action stuff. I read like, articles. I read, but like I don't want to read an action story. I want to see that shit on TV. Like I am number four is not something that I want to read. I feel like that does better in moving in movies. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's the last question. Alrighty. Uh, you got anything else on your mind? I do not. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. <laughs> Holla. <laughs>